Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life. If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to serving you. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a healthy approach to a new year. Wow. I can't believe it. It's like 2023. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, a crazy few years, and so to say, it's about to be 2023 blows my mind blows my mind so I we really want everyone to collectively take a moment and say I have control over this year I have the power to make changes that I wish to make Um, and what would those changes look like you know I think we're we're all on a hamster wheel it's sort of the Mm -hmm. American way of life and we're go go going so much that we haven't really taken time to choose our direction Um, So what direction do you want to go in this year? You have the power to decide that. And we want to just take this next, you know, 20, 25 minutes and help you explore what direction you want to go into this year and how are you going to get there? Yeah. I think that we all start out the new year saying we're going to get our life together. You know, I got a new planner. It makes me excited. Um, You know, I buy highlighters and pens and I got like the color code. I want to do all it's of it. It's all blank. It's we get blank. To start it looks from beautiful. Scratch. And then, yeah, it doesn't really happen. But um, <laughs> I think that, you know, we all say that the very common ones, like I want to lose weight. I want to get my finances in order. I want to do, you know, I want to accomplish some goal. Um, but then we just say the things and we don't really have a plan for that. Yeah. So. And the things are often like big results. So I want to get a new job. I want to reduce my stress. I want to feel better. I want to have more energy. Um, and so you can't really like wish more energy into your life or it would have been here by now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we want to really uh, pick that apart for you. And so, you know, take a minute as you're listening here and think about what do you want in this year? What is it that is the end result that you want to get to? And then we're going to take you through some steps of how you reverse engineer that and take it to what are doable things now that will get you to that end result as the year moves forward. Yeah. We do weight loss management here at our clinic. So one of the big, we see a big influx of uh, patients typically in January for our weight loss. And um, a lot of times patients don't even know really what they want. They know they want to lose a bunch of weight or they want, it's never, I want to get healthy. It's always about pounds. Yeah. It's always about, which there's nothing wrong with that because that's, we're here to help here to help them do that but um you know a lot of times I don't hear hey I want to have increased energy or I want to you know it's usually a number yeah Um, I want to lose 40 pounds yes um and so when Shelly was talking earlier about like reverse engineering that type of plan um normally we'll sit sit down and say okay what are you doing now so I think the first thing you have to do is say okay what what changes do I possibly want to do but what am I doing now about that if you're not doing anything you have we're we're starting from scratch yeah so I would say initially create you know think about things but then create a goal and if it is lose 50 pounds let's let's work that backwards so initially like one of the things you might want to do is 
check your diet. What are you eating? How are you eating? When are you eating? Um, you know, how is your movement? Are you exercising at all? Are you moving throughout the day? Um, you know, do you have anyone to help you stay accountable? So that's one thing that we offer here is, you know, you come in, we discuss weight loss stuff every month, but um, do you have anybody that would help you um, stay accountable to that? Yeah, I think with any of your goals that you're setting, who's your team that's going to help you do this? I think we, we, put ourselves on these islands and we say, I wanna lose 40 pounds, how am I going to do that? We go to the things that we've tried before that maybe worked, but let's face it, if they worked long-term, you wouldn't be trying to lose 40 pounds right now. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to go with what we've done or what we know, and that maybe hasn't served you in the past. So you may need to reach out to someone who's more of an expert in that area to help decide how you're going to do this. Um, to meet you where you currently are and find the actionable items that you're going to take to get you to that end result of a 40 pound weight loss. Um, setting small goals, yeah. asking yourself, am I 80% sure that I can do this? Because people will say, well, I'm gonna start moving. So I'm gonna get up at 4 a.m. and I'm gonna exercise for an hour and a half every day because gosh, wouldn't that get you results? Yeah. But are you 80% sure that you're getting up at 4 a.m. to exercise? 4 a.m.? Right, and for an hour and a half, I, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. And so if you, it is not a failure to say, I am 0% sure that I'm <laughs> going to do that. And then step it back to what you will do. So I can get up at 6 a.m. and I can start with 20 minutes. And that's more than what you're doing now, and that steps in the right direction. And and you don't have to get to your goal next week. Just start doing the healthy things that you need to do to be moving towards your goal. Or looking at your diet, really picking it apart. You know, we, we always have people say, well, I'm really not eating bad. Sit with the nutritionist, sit with your doctor, and look at what you're eating and figure out where the good is and where the not so good is um, and what you can change. And then really make that into actionable items. So I'm going to cut out all of the um, sugary drinks. And maybe you have to wean back on those little by little, or maybe you just cold turkey and say no soda, no sweet teas, no, no Kool-Aids, no juices. I'm just cutting out the sugary drinks. And I'm gonna do that for a couple weeks. And then when that feels pretty natural I'm gonna go on to the next thing and I'm gonna cut out the fast food um, I'll do fast food once a week that's down from four times a week that's improvement that's doable I'm 80% sure that I could eat fast food only one time a week so it's really about making something that's measurable then defining for yourself the when, the where, the how, the who. And yeah. so I'm terrible at exercising. Do I need an accountability partner? I'm gonna call my friend who's also trying to exercise and say, I'm gonna meet you at the park. We're gonna walk and talk three times a week. You'll know that I'm not there. <laughs> um, and so setting these kind of things up that are actions in the right direction will get you to the 40 pounds. But what does 40 pound weight loss look like? It that is not an action, no. that is an end result. Yes. So the first thing you have to do is really take your end, end result. result and turn it into the actions that will yeah. get you to and, your end result. We know that even for things um, like weight loss, but other things like your mental health, or it's, it has to be something sustainable. So if you're going, let, let's take the whole year and break that up and say, okay, um, one of the things that we advocate for is mental health and making sure you're reducing stress. And sometimes that's, if your stress levels are crazy high, to remove everything at once, it's not that's not actionable either. Like, right. you know, maybe you need to um, see a therapist. Maybe you need to um, 
talk to your family about things that are stressing you out. Like, hey, I could have some help with someone taking out the trash. You know, like something small, but it's super stressing you out because you're worried about trash day or something. You know, like just breaking those things down to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. Um, And then just the small things in between. Yeah, we would start by saying what stresses you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're saying I want to reduce my stress, what stresses you? Well, it stresses me that I'm overburdened, that I have way too many things to do. So then dig in and say, well, what really doesn't need to be done? Mm -hmm. Maybe your kid's on three teams and that's just too much and you have to cut it back to two teams. Mm -hmm. And you are not a bad parent if your kid is only on two travel teams Um, or not on a travel (laughs) team at all because it's financially difficult and we don't have the time for it. It's cutting into other things that matter. Um, maybe what stresses you are certain people in your life and you have to create some boundaries around some relationships and you have to identify those relationships that are not of service to you and how are you going to create some boundaries there and if I say create boundaries and you're saying I have no idea what you're saying or what that looks like or how to do it there are there are health and wellness coaches there are mental health uh, professionals that can help teach you what a boundary looks like and how to protect and sustain that boundary. One, there, there are many, many resources that you can tap into to look at how to reduce your day-to-day stress um, and learn new skills and, and uh, actionable things that you can be doing that will reduce your stress. Or maybe your life, you say, I really don't know where I can remove things and um, I've removed the things that I could. And so you just need to do some things like improve your sleep and and get more activity to release those endorphins, um, pray, meditate, do yoga, whatever it is that really carves out that little stress reduction time of yeah. daily activity where you say, for the next 30 minutes, my focus is working on reducing my stress, managing what's going on in my brain a little bit better, um, or getting better sleep, whatever it may be that you identify Reduced stress is a huge, important thing that we all could do a better job with. But what does that look like? What are the action steps? What can you identify that stresses you or makes things feel overwhelming in your life? And then how do you step back and say, okay, I need to change that. What does changing that look like? And if if you're saying, I can't change it. I bet you can. You just need someone else to help you figure out how. Yeah, being objective. Sometimes listening to other people... um, you know, if you're saying something, they can be like, well, no, you can do that. Like, sometimes you just feel overwhelmed when it's your life and your stuff. Yeah. You know, but talking with someone, a friend, a counselor, um, you know, someone that can be objective is always helpful. It is so common to not be able to see the solution. Yeah. Um, because, let's face it, if it was an obvious and easy solution, this would not be a We'd goal. We'd have it all that figured you, out. Yeah. This would not be a goal that you have not reached yeah. yet. You would have reached this goal uh, if it was something that was easy and obvious. So having someone help you to figure out how you're going to do this, what steps you're going to take to do it, I think is one of the better things you could start the year with so that you really have well-defined what you're going to do. One of the things that you were saying, we've talked about it in previous episodes, um, you tend to call it the pillars of health, but the sleep, managing stress, movement, and nutrition. Yeah. So those are great places to start if you're unsure of, I don't really know what I want to do. Like, I've never really set a goal for myself or, you know, I always break my New Year's uh, resolutions. And instead of doing that, saying, okay, how can I improve at least just those four? Like, that gives you some great starting points. Yeah. So for a healthy approach to this year, you really can look at those four things and 
choose one, choose a couple. Don't overwhelm yourself. You could do one a quarter. You could do look one at, a quarter. Look at that. Yeah, see how it breaks into four things <laughs> throughout the year. Um, and and really digging into those things. Maybe you say, well, sleep is great. I don't have any issues with sleep. My sleep time is protected. Um, I get eight hours and so check, good, wonderful. Protect that, keep that the same. And then ask yourself, well, how's my stress management? Um, ask yourself, how is your nutrition? What are you eating? Are you, are you fueling yourself with what you need for best health, um, best energy to feel good throughout the day, but also to feel good in the years to come? Um, and are you moving? Um, you may, as you're you know, digging through those things, if you have certain disease states, certain diagnoses, prescriptions that you're taking for particular things, um, ask yourself, okay, well, I have high blood pressure. So what would nutrition for high blood pressure look like? Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at the American Heart Association's website and, and get some clear recommendations. I mean, and people, you know, they Google all the things. So I know you can Google that. Like that yes. takes two seconds on the Google. Yes, <laughs> diet to reduce your blood pressure. Yeah. Diet to reduce mm-hmm. your sugar levels for diabetes. And, and there's some really reliable, you know, if it's the American Association of, yeah. it's typically a good. So American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, um, the Mayo Clinic has a lot of great stuff out Mm -hmm. there. These are all good, reliable resources. Your neighbor's blog, maybe, maybe not. If (laughs) if your neighbor is medically trained and and is doing a good job, but um, everyone has, you know. most, like, um, local health departments, most um, hospital facilities have some sort of nutrition classes, and a lot of those are free. Yeah, absolutely. And so looking for those community resources. Uh, different things you can jump into to get more information. Reliable resources are really important. So you can start with how to have a healthy new year with those four pillars of health. And um, if there's any area that really stands out to you and you're struggling with, of course, we always um, advise to consult your primary care person. I mean, we talk to your doctor, talk to your nurse practitioner, PA, and see if they can give you some guidance on how to help you with those things too. Um, other things that are going to keep you healthy in this next year. Um, now this is going to be a big surprise for everyone when we say this. Get your annual, annual wellness exam. visit. Come yes. On. Well, who would we be if we didn't say that? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 we have to convince people of the importance of this visit I all the time. I have to convince it for myself. I mean, mm-hmm. we're here in the clinic, so I'm seeing patients, and I, I have to make my own appointment yeah. to see one of our providers because I'm seeing patients all day long, so I'm, I'm busy, but I'm here. Right. You know? Yes, uh, it, it is incredible that um, we have to check these boxes and do all these things yeah. too. Uh, you can reference into our Preventive Health at All Ages uh, podcast episode where we let you know at this age, these are all the preventive things you mm-hmm. should be doing. So, you know, I'm blessed with the colonoscopy now because yeah. I've turned 50. Yeah. Um, we have great gifts for you at all these ages. Whether <laughs> I turned 40 this year, so, so I've got my mammograms. Happy mammograms. I know. Uh, so it is, it is truly a lot of different things that you want to make sure you're doing because these are the things that allow you to stay healthy. It is so much easier to prevent illness yes. than to try to find your way back after you've become sick. And I think that, too, like one of the things I've seen from a primary care, care standpoint is find a provider that you like, um, you know, like that you have good rapport with because even if you are coming for once a year wellness, like there's a pattern to things. And so sometimes blood work, like we can see slowly that your cholesterol is creeping up. So let's talk about the blood work that you and I talked about yesterday. Yeah. Um, wonderful family came in with two healthy kids. They uh, are super active, thin, 
Um, and mom has zero complaints, but mom's on the ball and she says, I want to make sure that they just get their annual wellness every year and it's time for that. And so, uh, and can we get some blood work? I just want to make sure everything's okay. And so the little healthy one with zero complaints has a sugar of 335. And so I said, okay, this isn't normal, but maybe she just loaded up on Skittles right before she came in. Can you come right back in and let's get a three-month sugar average, which is also elevated. And so our little nine-year-old has type 1 diabetes. And we were able to catch that because mom brought her in for an annual wellness before she She even got sick from it, before she ended up in the hospital or could have potentially died from um, unknown, undiagnosed, untreated type 1 diabetes with those sugars that quickly would have crept higher and higher. Um, And that was just come and get your annual wellness. Look how we could prevent something horrible from happening. Um, so we definitely, you know, get, get your annual wellness and get those regular labs, know your numbers. Yeah. So if you don't know what your blood pressure tends to be, if Mm -hmm. you don't know your cholesterol level, whether your sugar was okay, um, these are things you need to know about yourself. You know, empower yourself to know that you're healthy. Um, to have those conversations with your healthcare provider to say, I want to make sure my sugar, my kidneys, my liver, Uh, my cholesterol is all where it needs to be. And so it's just that once a year pop in, um, one hour in a doctor's office can make a huge difference in keeping you healthy. So we're going to keep, you're going to hear us say a million times because the things that we find on those annual wellness and the things that we're able to prevent and the lives that are saved because of doing those annual wellness visits um, we see it every single week yeah. and we have for our entire careers. So we, we continue to put a lot of weight into that cause that's where we catch things early. Well, and I, I will sometimes say, because, um, those typically are covered by your health insurance. And so that's a $0 copay to Part you. of the affordable care yeah. act was to put an emphasis on 100% coverage on preventive care. And so do your preventive stuff. Yeah. You're paying for this insurance, yes. people. Get the most you can yes. out of it. It's not cheap. Yes. Um, yes. And so doing those things, you know, if you're insured, that often is and if you're a not, zero cost to you. Yeah. If you're not, there are free clinics. There's one here locally. Um, and I know of a couple in surrounding counties and um, the health department. Anyways, yeah. They'll, they can do blood work. So those are great resources as well. Absolutely. So knowing your numbers, getting your annual wellness visit, looking at the kind of foundation of health and making sure that you're doing those regular things will all help you with a healthy approach to the new year. One thing I didn't say because we were talking, uh, you talked about insured, and then I mentioned the free stuff. But we also a lot of places also offer self pay rates, so we do that here. So sometimes, like if you don't have insurance, you're like, I don't even know. I feel like that would be really expensive. Um, We have self pay rates that are pretty um, affordable for patients to be able to come in and see see us plus the blood work. So if you're somewhere that you're like, I don't have insurance, or I I am underinsured, and call and ask, yeah, and say if I'm paying cash, you know, and cash means credit card, check, whatever. whatever. Um, you tell old I am, I said, check. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I call and say, call the imaging center and say, I need a mammogram. I don't have insurance. Yeah. And they'll let you know, Hey, we do a promotion in October and it's this price. Or if you're paying cash on the time that you come in, it's reduced down to this price. So sometimes if you're discouraged at the advertised price of things or what's billed to insurance, yeah. um, there are self-pay discounts, yeah. uninsured discounts that I, you don't need to know not stay up on things because of cost. If you, if you dig and ask, you can find some good things. Um, so Amber, let's be a little bit vulnerable and talk about our healthy approach to the new year. 
Um, what mm-hmm. is it that we're going to do or that we're digging in on? Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned we were we were kind of talking this over earlier, but um, I'm personally in a stage of life like my kids are busy. My son got his permit, and if you want to know about anxiety that I never mm-hmm. thought I, I mean, I'm not an anxious person, but oh my goodness, he thinks yield signs are optional and stop <laughs> signs are as well, and I'm like, you know, like oh my that goodness. octagon means something. I know. Please stop. <laughs> um, it's red, but um, anyway, so like you know, I have a new driver. You know, we're we're teaching, and I've only ridden with him once, but that's hopefully his dad will teach him. And um, <laughs> and then I have a daughter that's about to be a teenager, so we're doing all of those types of things. Yeah. But um, contentment, I've said it, said it a million times. I've said it with my children. Like we are so blessed, and we really do have um, we have a good life. Most of us do. You know, like there are things that are hard. We've both been through really difficult things in our families over the last few years, and so. Um, sometimes just getting down to the basics reminds you truly how grateful you are. And so um, I really have been um, kind of convicted over contentment. Like, what you know, let's just be happy where we are. Let's be thankful for the thing. I'm going to, dear Lord, I'm about to cry. Um, let's be thankful for the things yeah. that. So how um, do we work that backwards? backwards. We want to be more content, content in this yes. year. How do we work that backwards? What does that look, look like, like in day-to-day oh, activity? Help me this. So, I mean, You know gratitude. I'm going to say gratitude. I know. I, I love do, gratitude. Like, thank you, Lord. And being, uh, for, uh, um, I'm a Christian, so I'm a believer. And so, uh, for me, that's me being centered in my faith, being mm-hmm. grateful and thankful for things. And, some, you know, sometimes I want to be like, oh, my goodness, I have to drive these children everywhere. But I get to do that. Like, and that's these could an be simple things yeah. where you say, when we're in the car together, we are all going to list off something good that happened yes. today and something that we're thankful for. Yeah, usually it's my kids are fighting and I'm like, all right, name 10 things that are nice about each other. And they're like, oh, right. your face is great. Or, you know, dumb things like that. But sometimes it's just like, let's be thankful. Let's yeah. be grateful. And how can we incorporate that? So car rides are a good one because we're in the car a lot. Yeah, or making sure. I might sure... be saying that more because he's driving too. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let me list off what I'm thankful for. Lord, I'm thankful for everything. Um, um, or maybe getting back to making sure that we say a prayer before dinner or we say yeah. a nighttime prayer together um if if praying is a way that you yeah. you know find yourself centered yeah. um or maybe you get back to saying okay because i know you're a go 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 person and so you say okay i'm gonna slow down a little bit and do like a 20 minute meditation or, um, or even like just being home like being home and enjoying time together yeah carving like, out that little, little family, family time, time. We're all running in different directions, but every single week, this time, we all go together and we're going to go to a movie or we're going to sit together and play a board game. We used to do foster family fun nights when they were little and I used to do try to fun things. So Amber's last name is Foster. She's not talking about foster children. children. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Even sometimes I feel like I do that with all their friends, but, and I love it, but, um, but I used to do foster family fun nights. And so when they were little and we would make a big thing about it and then we got busy. So maybe do some things like that. Pull that back. Yeah. Why, why does foster family fun night ever have to go away? I know. Yeah. Bring that sucker back. And so, you know, my, my new year healthy approach is, um, I'll be extremely forthcoming with this. I am in the smack throes of menopause, and uh, that is I'm, not a fun place to be. Yes, and I'm certified, remember? So Yes, yes, and Amber does hormone replacement therapy. And I'll tell you, for six months, I've been saying, I I work in a place that draws blood, and I am there I'm every single day, into- and I have not had my blood drawn. So I am committed to getting my hormone levels done, to getting on to hormone myself. replacement therapy. I have no contraindication to that, and I think it's going to make a huge improvement, and I'm yes. going to get started on that. 
and I'm going to continue to work on my mental health so that I am doing my regular activity. Also, as I'm going through menopause, I realize uh, being medical that I'm losing bone mass and, I'm, and there are other, I'm losing muscle. There are other things that my hormones were doing for me that will be missed. Yes. And so I'm going <laughs> to make sure that I'm exercising regularly. I'm gonna put that on a calendar, ask myself, what is the amount of time that I can do where I'm not gonna beat myself up because I didn't meet my goal. So I know I can get in four days a week. I'm just gonna commit to 30 minutes. If I do more, then that's a bonus and I'll feel good about it. Um, so I'm going to get my exercise. That's going to, I do a lot of gratitude stuff. I'm going to make sure I'm carving out before I go to bed. I'm going to do three things I'm thankful for. We're going to pray that your dog sleeps through the night. Yes. Yes. So Cause our family added a puppy and that was a great idea, um, <laughs> which was my idea. And so I'm going to need to get our back sleep. to the pillar of sleep. sleep. It's, yes. it's highly dependent on the puppy. Um, <laughs> but I'm really going to, you know, I've known that menopause is something that's pushing me in a place that I'm not comfortable being. So I'm going to really address the menopause and what that looks like in daily activities is getting on the hormones that I need, getting regular exercise and really looking at my symptoms and how I feel and making sure that I get the help that I need. So if I am not feeling better, I'm going to consult a trusted colleague um, and get more information on what I may need to do. Um, so, you know, us, like all of you, just because we work in healthcare, yeah, doesn't not, mean we practice the healthcare. Best sometimes. <laughs> and so us, like you, are going to really um, take a moment and say, what do we want this year to look like? We are recognizing that this year is not going to be in our control if we don't take control. Mm -hmm. um, we can have another year that just flies past us and we're not quite sure what happened, yeah. how it happened. Um, or how intentional we were about any of it. So I am really promising myself I'm gonna be intentional about this year. I'm going to define what's wrong and define how to fix it and get help on how to fix it if I can't find that definition and that solution myself. We'd like to end you on a good note. Today's Tell Me Something Good is water. It's easy to access, it's a simple idea, but it is the most important thing to keep your body healthy. So make sure that you're drinking enough water, substitute out some of those less healthy things that you're drinking for water, and know that you've done something good for your body while you drink your water. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, take care of yourself.